What's up, guys? It's your boy Enrique Medellin, CEO of PRG Real Estate, and you're listening to another episode of Bizmatic, the business podcast where we talk all about the journey behind creating a business and becoming an entrepreneur. And today I have an awesome episode for you guys. I have a, a guest that's coming on from my team. He's the newest member of my team. His name's Tim Dollar. And I wanted to feature him on this uh, episode to really talk about the journey um, that he's gone through and the amount of growth that he's experienced in a short period of time. He's only been with us for about eight months. And in those eight months, man, has this guy made some growth. Um, I have to be honest, when he first came in for an interview, uh, I didn't know what to think. He's a little rough around the edges. He had a little bit of experience before, uh, didn't really have many closings under his belt. And he was really at a crossroads where he had his back up against the wall. Uh, his financial situation was, you know, uh, changing and he needed to he needed to make some money and, and get back on track fast. So, um, you know, I laid it out to him. I said, hey, if you want to join us, this is the plan. This is what I expect from you. And uh, I, I really put him to the test. And, you know, in this first 90 days, it was a probationary period to really see if he was going to be able to honor his commitments, to show up, to work hard. And that was one of the promises he made in the beginning. He said, look, you know, I need training. I've never done prospecting before, but I am willing to work hard. I'll come in early. I'll stay late. I'll work weekends, whatever you want me to do. I'm all ears. I'm willing to do it. So, uh, I like that about him. I like that he was willing to put, you know, his neck on the line. And I said, all right, what the hell? Let's give him a shot. So fast forward eight months and this guy has experienced a tremendous amount of growth from not knowing how to prospect on the phones at all to now booking appointment after appointment left and right with buyers and and sellers. Uh, In fact, on one of his days, he booked like seven appointments in one day, which is unheard of. Uh, And this guy's just an appointment setting machine. He has several escrows under his belt now. So I'm super proud of this guy. I'm super proud of the journey that he has made, the amount of growth he's experienced in such a short period of time. And I know if he sticks with it, you know, sky's the limit for this guy. So I wanted to feature him on the podcast so we can just talk about everything he's experienced so far, any advice that he has to anybody trying to step into the business right now. And I think you guys are going to like what you, what you're going to hear. Uh, he's a great guy. So, uh, stay tuned, listen up, Mr. Tim Dollar. And I want to also thank you guys for commenting, liking, subscribing, sharing all the feedback I've been getting from the podcast is really what keeps this going. So thank you guys for the support. Hope you enjoy this episode. Guys, welcome to another episode of Bizmatic. I'm here with special guest today. Actually, one of my teammates, uh, one of the newest teammates, um, Mr. Tim Dollar. How you doing today, brother? Good. Good. How you doing, Enrique? Good, man. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you on, man. Um, You know, as I was thinking what would be a good value add to people listening? Um, I couldn't help but think about kind of your story. You know, you've been with us for what, six, seven months so far? Maybe eight. Maybe eight, almost eight, eight months. And I've seen a tremendous transformation in you so far. Yeah. And I thought we should uh, talk about that and dive a little deep, you know. And I think the people who might be able to relate to this uh, are probably going to be uh, people just starting out in the business or 
even a refresher for people who are still in the business. So I think there's a lot of value that we can talk about from just kind of the transformation you've made. So I guess, Tim, let's start off by, you know, telling me a little background on you, man. Where'd you, where'd you grow up at? So I'm from San Jose. I've uh, lived most of my life in San Jose, Santa Clara, Santa Cruz, or somewhere in between there. Yeah. I lived in Texas for a year when I was in my 20s, but most of my life I've been in the Bay Area. Okay. And how long have you been in real estate for, I guess, prior to coming to work with us? I uh, I started real estate in late 2015. Okay. I um, I'd started working towards getting my license Got in it. the fall of 2015. And uh, then I started working at Realty World in 2016, and I was an unlicensed assistant, basically just doing uh, prospecting. But um, we didn't we didn't really have very sophisticated methods of prospecting. I mean, we did door knocking. We would also do a lot of uh, cold calling. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was it it wasn't very good cold calling though. Like the script was too long. You know, I think that it annoyed people. Yeah. But um, after that, I went to Keller Williams, and uh, I worked there for over a year. I sold my first house there. It took me a year to sell that house because uh, the clients were, um, it was uh, the parents of a friend of mine. Yeah. And they needed a lot of help getting it ready. Got so, it. you know, me, just like being really fresh, I was just like, I'll, I'll help you guys do whatever you need, you know, whatever you need to get it done. <laughs> I wound up painting the entire exterior of this house. Whoa. <laughs> I put up a, a masonry wall in front. I like built it and uh, ripped out all the carpets, did a lot of other stuff around there. Yeah. And we wound up selling that house without a floor in it because <laughs> <laughs> like I already had to renew the listing agreement once because yeah. I was like, we've been working on this house for a year. I mean, we're not even ready to start doing open houses yet. Yeah. So then the next time I think I came back and was just like, you just have to sign like a two year listing agreement. I don't <laughs> have to keep coming back. Yeah. To it was do just this. taking a while. Yeah. Cool, man. So you, so you, I guess you started off as an assistant and then you kind of went into trying to sell some, some homes on your own and got the first home sold. What year, year ago, year and a half ago. What was that? It was the end of 2017. Okay. The, okay. That one cool. Sold. Went for above market price with no floor. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. That's the nature of our market out here. But I, I guess what I want to get at is kind of some of the nitty gritty of, you know, kind of from from when you left there to when you joined us. I mean, it was probably a change for you, I think, in kind of the way you were holding yourself accountable, the structure and all that stuff, because we run things a little bit different here. Um, yeah, before I started at PRG, I hadn't woken up before noon in 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and was that was that just because you were more of a night owl? Late? I've always been kind of a night person. You know, okay. So, and so when, when left to my own devices. Yeah. So when left to your own devices and you would you, you kind of choose to stay up late um, and then sleep in. Yeah. So when you came and sat down with us and I was like, all right, Tim, you know, we do things a little different here. You know, everyone shows up at this time, you know, early in the morning, eight, eight thirty. Uh, I guess what was going through your head at that time? It was OK. I was a little bit apprehensive at first, but mm -hmm. at that time, the alternative was either that 
or continue on at Keller Williams where I was and like go live in my car and get a gym membership to bathe. (laughs) Wow. wow. Okay. So, and nothing against Keller Williams are a great company, but I, I think maybe the, maybe how you were being managed or kind of what you were doing there probably wasn't, I don't, maybe you weren't in the right environment. There was too many agents, too many agents for you at that time. There was too many agents around. Like I felt like, uh, I just didn't like going and working out of the office. I wouldn't want to bring clients in there because there were so many agents that I didn't, uh, I just didn't feel comfortable. Like what if my clients got there early before I got there? It's like, are these other agents going to start to, you know, try to swoop on the client? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was always running through my mind. And I mean, but ultimately, um, you know, I just wasn't getting what I needed as far as like learning how to do prospecting. Got it. Got it. And I, I think that's the thing, you know, because no matter what company you go to, whether you, you come with us or uh, you go somewhere else, I mean, you're going to get different levels of, you know, mentoring, nurturing. There's a lot of great companies out there, but you got to also find, I guess, where you fit in right also with the culture. And I guess maybe it, it could have been maybe you were at the you were at a point in time when you maybe decided that you needed to now be open to learning new things. Would you... Yeah. Would you agree with that or? Yeah, I was, I was definitely at a crossroads, you know, what I had been doing wasn't really working Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I had some changes in my living situation where I like needed more money to get by. Yeah. I was like, okay, I need to, need to make a big change. Yeah. Otherwise I'm not gonna, not gonna advance. You know, I was kind of stagnating. Got it. Got it. So I remember in the beginning when we first met, you know, I, I kind of laid it out to you because, and I'll be quite honest, in the beginning I was like, you know, I like this guy. He seems pretty cool. I'm, I'm not exactly sure if he's the, the right, right fit for us, you know, but, um, you know, I always try to tend to see the potential in everybody. And I said, you know, I think I kind of laid it to you kind of straight in the beginning. I was like, you know, I would, I need you to do this, this and this in order for, you know, for you to kind of join the team and, and be able to, you know, take on you know, seat in the office because we are a smaller office. So, uh, it's just a different business model. Hopefully I've lived up to those expectations. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and it was, it was a matter of, of putting you to the test and kind of holding you accountable in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, what I knew coming to the table is, you know, I do know how to work hard. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one thing that I have going for me. And I think that in real estate, you, you have to be willing to do that. Yeah. You know, um, and a lot of places, most places, you know, there's, there's no pressure to perform, you know, yeah. there's no accountability. It's like you could sell one house or you could sell 50 yeah. and it's really kind of on you. And, um, you know, here, I think it's, it's nice being part of a team, you know, where we all, you know, help each other out, but we also like keep, keep each other on point as far as morale and, you know, we're yeah. always like lifting each other up. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's the thing. What I, what I, what I had told you is, Hey, if, you know, if you're going to come in on the team, you know, I want to make sure, obviously I have a vested interest to make sure you perform and you do well and you have success. So, but I knew it was going to require some changing. And, you know, I was a bit nervous to be honest, like, Hey, is, you know, it's, you talked a good game when you, when you came into the uh, first interview, but now it's like, okay, now let's see, you, you know, get to work. So, um, I think, you know, fast forward, you know, seven, eight months or eight months now, I've seen a lot of improvement from you, right? So I want to talk about maybe 
what you think led to getting you to this point. So let's let's kind of talk about what you've done so far. So you came in from not really having a good foundation of being able to prospect, right? And we do a lot of phone prospecting and door knocking and stuff like that. To where now you're booking appointment after appointment after appointment, right? They're not all good appointments. They're not all 100% solid. <laughs> and that's the part we're, we're working on is quality over quantity. But going from, I think you told me in the initial interview is, hey, I don't think phone prospecting works. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I really did not. Now, yeah, now I book a lot of appointments that way. Yeah. And, you know, it really was just, it's like different approaches, you know. Um, I think that you have studied a lot of different um, methods yeah. of prospecting. Yeah. Um, you know, you had multiple scripts that you brought, so it was like, I was able to kind of pick and choose and, you know, like take the parts that, you know, yeah, that I think just fit with like the way that I speak, you know, yeah. it's like take the parts and, you know, also make it brief, you know, where I was before at Realty World, our script was way too long. Like before, like we'd get on the phone and it was like this whole spiel was like 30 seconds long before <laughs> you even give the other person an opportunity to speak. Yeah. And 90% of the time it was just like, do not call me again. <laughs> <laughs> and then like I would relay that to the broker and he'd be like, well, you know, you're going to be calling him in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Um, so, I mean, let's talk about that. Let's, I guess let's talk about, because at the end of the day, the script, you know, for people who have never done phone prospecting, what I want everyone to understand is that the script is just an outline. It's just a guideline, right? It's not the end all be all. And there's not one magic script that's going to work for everyone. So what we really try to dive into is showing you how to understand the kind of the outline, how to build a script, kind of the psychology behind, you know, when you call a stranger over the phone, like you have, you know, five to 10 seconds really to say what you're going to say before they decide if they want to keep talking to you. Right. So it's trying to. Yeah. Most people hang up about eight seconds in. Yeah. On average, I'd so, say like if they're they'll hang up then or if you can get them past that point. You've, you've probably got them at least, you know, to have a conversation. To have a conversation, right? So that's what we try to teach is to at least know what to say right in the initial call, right? To kind of spark their interest or break the ice, right? And I think you do a, a really good job of that is you kind of get straight to the point, whether you're responding to an inquiry or whether you're making a, just a, a cold, you know, outbound call, is you kind of say the meat and potatoes, you know, within, you know, five, 10 seconds, right? Yeah. And then have to. Yeah, you have to. Right. Otherwise, it's like, all right, you're a telemarketer. Hang up. Right. So uh, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is that, you know, the scripts are it's more understanding the psychology behind the script and the psychology behind the steps to create a good conversation and build rapport behind it. Right. Well, I always think about it as, yeah, there's the psychology element. Then there's the tonality element. And um, then there's also just you know, like what's the information that you need to pull out of the conversation? You yeah. Know, it's like, what, what do you need to know about this person to, you know, properly help them out? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'd say those are the three major components. You yeah. Know? Make sure that you can grab the person, have a real conversation with them, um, that you have the right tonality, that you have like a, a level of energy that is appealing to them in some way. And a yeah. lot of that is, is mirroring, you know, um, you know, I think that you guys accuse me of being monotoned a lot of time, but 
I think that that's just uh, that's like my my serious voice. It's like, hey, I'm in I'm in business mode. I mean, you've <laughs> you've seen me outside of work. I can get pretty non monotone. You know? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're right, man. It's it's also the energy you bring, right? So if someone's being like really quiet on the phone, then you don't want to be screaming at them or talking like yeah. double, you know, the volume, right? So it's kind of mirroring and matching, right? So you guys are kind of speaking the same language. Yeah. So one of the things I'm working on right now, just as an experiment, is I'm taking all of the just terribly rude leads and I'm putting them in one calling list. So <laughs> then, then you know, hopefully I can formulate a script that it's like, okay, how do I, how do I appeal to this terribly rude person? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then also, you know, taking them out of the other list. So yeah. <laughs> and then what I what I like, man, about you is is you have a super optimistic attitude, man. Do you, would you agree? Yeah. Sometimes it's like too optimistic. Well, I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta bring you back down the reality. You're like, this is a deal. We're going to do this. And these clients need our help. And then I look at him like, yeah, I don't know if we could do that one. And that's usually the battle. So yeah, but I booked the appointment. They're ready to meet with us. And I think they're ready to, to put their house on the market or they're ready to buy. Right. So, um, but I, I want to talk about that. Right. Because I think, your mindset going into these calls and your outlook on the business, it has a whole lot to do with, I think, the longevity of you, you know, being successful, right? So, um, you know, you, you can see it. Sometimes there's someone might be having a bad day and they're just negative Nancy and they get on the phones and everything can go wrong, right? And, you know, I mean, I think that that happens to everyone sometimes, yeah. you know, it's like if, I mean, I think that it's like, and this isn't just sales, um, I feel like in any line of work, you know, it's like if you're having a bad day, you're not going to be as good at doing your job yeah. as when, you know, you're in a good mood and sales, you know, it's, it's very performance driven, you know? So it's like, if you have a bad day, I mean, you gotta, you gotta minimize those. You yeah. Know? It's like the, the more good days you have, the more money you're going to make. Yeah, no, definitely. And what would you say? What do you think it is about you? Have you always just been like a optimistic kind of, you know, see the best, you know, attitude or is no. there something you do? No, absolutely not. I, I, um, I, I feel like I've had a lot of, uh, growth in my personality over the years. You know, I mean, um, also this is the first, I mean, I've had two jobs that I actually liked in my entire life out of the 20 jobs that I've had, you know, <laughs> like from, you know, being a kid and like working for like my grandmother painting fences or yeah, doing yeah. stuff on her orchard. Um, to now it's like, there's, I mean, I've, I've done so many different jobs. I can't even go through and list them. I've, you know, I've been, you know, I've driven limousines, <laughs> I delivered hot tubs. I've worked in warehouses. I've, wow. I've done everything. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I like this job, you yeah. know, I, I like real estate. Um, you know, the only other job that I really liked was, uh, being a musician yeah. and, uh, you know, I mean, there's not always not being a musician doesn't always pay the best. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a, that's a tough business as well. Right. And you're a damn good guitar player, bro. I mean, we you and oh, I have jammed you. jammed together. Um, so that that's just icing on the cake where it's like we work together and you know how to play music. Yeah, too. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm into music. If anybody knows me. I, I think that was the turning point uh, at my interview. I was like, I, I, when we first met, I was like, I'm not sure how well this is going. And then we started talking about music. It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns out that you 
your one of your favorite bands is the same my favorite band as well I like two of them like tool and mars yeah. volta or something right and so i was like all right i like this guy <laughs> you know all right i'm gonna i'm gonna you know not judge or not do anything all right this guy got a lot more potential than i think because he likes these two bands so there's something to be said about that but i, I guess i want to get back to what do you think you know what do you do is there anything you do mentally is it just something you know when you walk in the door and you jump on the phones like you got to put on this you know optimistic attitude or uh you know what, what can you say about that you know it's it's one that i i enjoy my job and then also you know i've i've done so many jobs that i didn't enjoy got you know it. and like i've you know i've had a lot of various struggles throughout my life just like especially with money you know yeah. it's like having jobs that just weren't worth it. You know, yeah. it's like you go in, it's like, I'm getting paid, but it's like, it's like, it's not really worth my time, you yeah. know, what they're paying me. So <clears throat> I think that when I feel that something's worth doing, it's, it's easy to have a positive attitude. Yeah. And also, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, I feel like everybody goes through like a little bit of like a, uh, like an emo phase, I guess they would have called it when we were teenagers, Yeah. you know? Um, but you know, when you're a teenager, you don't have, control over your life you know it's like it's reasonable to be like oh okay it's like if you're in a bad mood it's like it's maybe it's not entirely your fault you know yeah but you know once you're an adult it's like if you're just walking around with a bad attitude all the time it's like that's entirely on you there's yeah. nobody else that you can put that on so yeah. <laughs> that's true man and i think i i think that's honestly what's been a key to your success of booking so many appointments and and now we got several transactions you know in the pipeline for you in this short amount of time is that you have a really, you know, optimistic attitude, right? So, and I think that vibe and that energy comes over, you know, to not only to the clients on the other side of the, you know, the spectrum or also to the office. Like, you know, yeah. you, you always got something funny to say and you, you bring just another element to the team, man, which is, which is awesome. It keeps, keeps us young and, and vibrant and, and fresh and we're always laughing and having a good time. But, but that wouldn't matter if you don't work hard. And that's yeah. one thing is you do work hard, right? Sometimes it's like, Tim, we got to get you in here earlier or where you at, but I can count on you to be here. I can count on you to stay late if you got to make calls or if you maybe came in late in the day, you're staying later. And yeah. We can count on you booking some appointments, you know, every single time. Yeah. Also, the air conditioning in here is much better <laughs> than at my house. Yeah. So it's... God, <laughs> no, wonder you, no wonder you've been staying extra. And you know what? I, I noticed that too about you. Um, it was kind of the one of the first uh, open house events that we had at Communication Hill. Remember that, where you know we have you as the brand new brand new agent, you know, joining us for our open house. We're having like this wine and cheese, and then we have some of the senior agents who've already done this a gazillion times, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's like it was a little slow, right? It was the open house was a little slow, and we had passed out flyers a few days before. And it's like, dude, we need to get some people in the, in the doors, right? And I, I asked the whole, you know, I asked like four, all four of you guys, who wants to go pass out some more flyers right now? Like, we're just sitting here. And you're the only one that said, I'll do it, right? And and what happened? We got some people in there. <laughs> yeah, you, you went know. out and started knocking <laughs> on doors and, and uh, you know, passed, you, you probably passed out another 25, 30 flyers or something. And, and then all of a sudden people start trickling in, right? Well, yeah, and that's also really easy to get people in there when it's like it's it's happening right now. It's like yeah. okay, well, you know, we haven't started making dinner yet or whatever. It's like come over, but 
also, you know, at that point, it's like, you know, we're hanging out there having wine and cheese. I was like, I don't have anything to be celebrating yet. I need to make some money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to get to work. And, and I think what I think, you know, maybe people in general or people in the business or maybe people are struggling, you need to know that it takes work. You have to go out. You have to knock those doors even when you don't feel like it. And that's what separates the people who are, you know, going to succeed and have longevity from the 14,000 other real estate <laughs> agents in the Bay Area. Exactly, <laughs> man. I mean, cause it's competitive out here, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, we, and it is only like a small percentage of the people that are actually doing the competing. You know, yeah. it's like most people in this business, like what, what, what's the average? I haven't looked it up, but it's gotta be like two or three homes a year for the average agent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably less than five for sure for the average agent, you know, and, and I guess that's not really, to me, that's not something to be proud of. If you only sold four homes in the whole year, you know, that's less than one a month, right? That's one every few months, right? I mean, every it's all right months. if it's your first year or something, but I mean, that's, that's not enough to keep up with the standard of, of living around here. Yeah. It's so damn you know? expensive, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess let's, let's fast forward, man. Um, you know, as, as you've, kind of, you know, been on the team now for, for several months and you kind of started getting some of, uh, some appointments under your belt in the beginning. I remember you were just booking appointments left and right. And like anything, anybody that was willing to meet with us, you know, you're like, I got an appointment. And um, I think one day you booked like seven appointments or something. I don't, do you remember that? My first day booking appointments, I booked five. <laughs> And they were all listing appointments. You guys were like, oh, that's the most listing appointments anyone's ever booked. <laughs> yeah. And like the first month that I came in here, I didn't, I didn't do any prospecting. I didn't do anything. I was just observing. I was just like trying to learn. And then on my fourth, fourth or fifth week, it was like, it was like the, the month after I started, I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to book more appointments than anyone. <laughs> and... <clears throat> You know, went in, did it. They probably weren't all great appointments. Yeah. But um, one or two of them were pretty good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that we may have even gotten a, a listing out of one of those. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember correctly. No, we did. So I, I think what I what I want to, you know, maybe point, you know, point to is that in the beginning, you just got to you just got to book them. Right. You, yeah. Right. You just got to it's 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 quantity. Right. Just book and then you, as you go you're learning why that may or may not be a qualified appointment right sometimes there's not really any motivation uh for the client to you know transact or maybe the timing's not right or you know we start asking those questions and i remember in the beginning i'd be like all right we're gonna go out to this appointment because i was gonna go with you but before we go out there i'm gonna call the client and just double check that you know they do really want to sell or they do really want to do this before we drive half an hour an hour yeah. And there was a few of them where they're like, no, I did. I don't really want to sell <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or what have you and stuff like that. Right. But I think I was selling some of them a little bit too hard. Yeah. You know, it's like get in there and it's like, I mean, like, I, I feel like in the beginning I was thinking of it more of like a debate. It's like, it's like, <laughs> here's why you should sell your house. Like trying to checkmate them. Yeah. When, um, you know, really it's easy to just cycle through more people. Cause it's like, eventually you're going to find someone who's like, yeah, I'm totally ready to go. Yeah. You know, let's sell. And, um, it's a balancing act, you know, cause some people can be persuaded. Yeah. But, 
Um, certainly not everyone, you know, yeah. it's, there's, there's some balancing in there. between. Yeah. The and there's the, this, you know, we're in sales and, and there's a lot of competition. There's other agents calling these people. So when we say persuading, it's not like in a, in a bad way, it's, it's more like to, you know, persuade them on why they should meet with us versus this other agent or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, as we start going forward, I think the, the big challenge was, okay, Tim, all right, you obviously could book appointments now. Now it's like, all right, now how can we focus on booking more quality, you know, quality appointments, right? So what were some of the, I guess, steps that we need to take now to book more, you know, qualified appointments? Um, honestly, I would say it's making more calls. I mean, obviously asking the right questions. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's, that's it. Asking the right questions and making more calls Yeah, because, you know, you could call a hundred people and maybe only one of them is really looking to sell or buy. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you don't ask the right questions, you could miss that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then if, if you don't get anyone who's looking to sell, you just need to just need to make more calls. Just keep going. Just keep right? working. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's really no end, you know, it's like there's never a time. And that's, that's another thing that you kind of have to learn in real estate is that it's like, like once you start, it's like, because I'm getting to the point now where it's like, I'm almost like addicted to it, you know? <laughs> and, you know, you just have to, I kind of lost my train of thought. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think you're starting to, before it was, it was more, there was more pressure in the beginning, right? Where it's like, I'm learning something new. You're still figuring it out. You're messing up. You're like, uh, you sometimes, oh, I totally screwed that call up, right? Or whatever. And now you're at a point where now you've kind of, you kind of, you got it down now, right? And now yeah. it's like, now you're playing, right? It's like, now it's like when you first ride a bike, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you got the training wheels, you're scared you're going to fall. So you're not really riding gracefully, right? Once yeah. You, now, and now you're at the point where you're, you're, you're jumping off the curbs now, right? You're, you're doing little bunny hops and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you got, you got to fall. Couple yeah. times, you you got to get comfortable falling. Yeah, <laughs> you know you gotta gotta get comfortable enough with the pain of that that um you know it doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah, and then you just do it. I, I feel like the real like when you really um getting good at something is when you don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, you know when it's just like it's it's second nature. It's yeah. not like you're like trying to remember what you're supposed to say. It's just like all of a sudden it's just you just do it. Yeah. And they say, uh, there's like a saying that, you know, the magic happens at the 10,000th hour, you know? So yes. I don't think you have 10,000 hours under you yet, but, um, you know, as you keep doing this more and more and more and more, it's getting easier for you. Right. Yeah. Whereas, it, you know, you're booking more appointments, you're booking quality appointments and we're starting to see now these turn into actual transactions. And it's also a lot of confidence too, yeah. you know? Um, I think that that's. For me, especially, that was one of the biggest hurdles in the beginning is it's like, you know, the whole game is convincing people why they should work for you and or why they should work with you. With you, yeah. And um, in the beginning, when you don't have any transactions under your belt, it's it can be a little bit difficult. It's like, huh, 
why, why should you work with me? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. have any transactions. And like, you know, as I told that story before, you know, I got my first listing by being like, I will yeah. <laughs> do all this unreasonable stuff that no other agent would do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that got me the listing and that got me the first one. And that, that gave me the confidence to be like, okay, I can do this now. I've yeah. seen the entire process from beginning to end. Yeah. I know how it works. It's not like I'm fumbling around in the dark anymore. I want to switch gears real quick, Tim, um, and talk a little bit about kind of the the, the term of uh, rejection when you're going on the phone, man. Because, uh, you know, I know when for someone who's never like prospected or cold called or anything like that, there can be a little bit of fear, you know, of rejection. Right. And so maybe I guess give me some insight, man, on, you know, have you have you felt some rejection on the phones? What's coming kind of some of the the craziest experiences you had so far and, and how do you, how do you muscle through that, man? You know, I think I was, by the time I got into real estate, I was pretty well prepared for it. I had done, um, a lot of sales, sales jobs in the past. I used to work for Greenpeace and, uh, you know, basically just capitalizing off of people's guilt, you know, <laughs> it's like going around being like, Hey, you want to help save the world? Look at these tigers. People are killing these tigers. And yeah, essentially getting people to give money for nothing. You know, it's like they're, they're not getting anything in return. Um, you know, they just donate to. Just donating to a cause. Right? Yeah, just donating to a cause. Yeah. So, I mean. How much rejection do you face in that one? Oh, it was, you know, I mean, if you got, if you were good, you would get like between two and four people a day. But that's, it took a while to get good at that point. You know, it's like you, it's like you would have to get like two in your first week yeah. to stay. And it's like all day you're like, Hey, Hey, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. bump the mic. You're jumping out at people like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Given your, you know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah. rejected constantly. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's 500 rejections to every success. Wow. And you're, you know, they're, they're not getting anything in return. You're, you're selling people, uh, like, a remedy to their own guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. So is it safe to say that, you know, that has kind of helped you create maybe this callous sort of say, or this outer shield to where, you know, you don't get maybe offended so easily when people reject you or hang up on you or tell you to, you know, either that or I'm just autistic. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, you got to develop thick skin, Yeah, you know, you got to just, you know, um, you know, people are going to be rude and you just have to not care what, what they think or what they say. You yeah. Know? You just got to go through it. And you know, it's like, you, you got to be prepared to face a lot of rejection and, uh, but you know, it's worth it yeah. once, once you find the, the, the people who are going to want to work with you. Yeah. And I guess how good, how, so how satisfying is it now to like make so many calls and get hung up on so many times and book so many appointments and then you finally get the one like today, we actually got some news that the listing that we booked, we just accepted an offer. So we just got a deal under contract today for you, In man. Contract. <laughs> what does that feel like, man? It, it feels nice, but also I feel like I'm at a point now where it's just kind of like, okay, what's next? What's next? You know, yeah. it's like, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll celebrate when I've done like 20 yeah. in a year or something yeah. like that. But I mean, it, it feels good to see the payoff, but, um, you know, you got so entrenched in the routine that it's kind of, yeah, you know, it's like, okay, what's next? What's next? 
And I think after a while, you start to love the journey more than like the reward at the end, right? I mean, yeah, like I said before, it's like I'm starting to get addicted to it. You know, yeah. it's like it's. You know, it's like when you go out there and like, for me, I feel like one of the most satisfying feelings is we, when we get a listing, Yeah. like, you know, like, a, especially like a really big listing. Yeah. Like that one in Mountain View, when we got that one, I was so stoked. I was yeah. just like, yes, yeah. <laughs> you got, you got that sales high, Yeah. you know? And it's like, by the time you get to closing, it's kind of like, you know, a, a lot of the work is already done, you know, yeah. it's it's everything that led up to it, right? Yeah, that's that's where it's really exciting. I yeah, think. of course the paycheck is nice, right? Obviously, if you know everyone needs to make money and stuff, but it's everything that led up to it. It's thinking about the blood, sweat, the tears, the late nights, the early mornings. I, I change. I take back everything I just said. It's the check that's the most exciting yeah, right? part. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess um, to kind of wrap it up, man, you know seeing what you've gone through, right? And the transition you made, looking back now at your journey, if there's someone out there that's like, I want to get into real estate, right? Or someone that just got their license, what's some pieces of advice you would offer to them, knowing what you know now? You got to work as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. Really. You have to, you have to, you have to enjoy actually working. Yeah. Um, Man, advice. Maybe finding the joy in it, right? Like, because I guess if you're just working and it's just work and it's just the everyday routine and you're not actually enjoying what you're doing, then what's the point in doing it? Then what's the point, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, absolutely. Like, you you have to be able to enjoy sales, you know? And, um, Yeah, that's the most important thing. Enjoy what you do. Yeah. Make sure that if when you're getting into it, that you're going to enjoy it because lots of people want to be paid like a real estate agent. But, you know, the reason why so many people fail is because they don't actually like interacting with people. You know, yeah. it's like if you don't like talking to people and getting to know them and the the art of conversation, if you don't enjoy that, you're probably not going to do super well. So just you know, make sure that, that you can enjoy it and find a way to enjoy what you're doing every single day. Yeah. Because if you're just, if you're just in it for the check and you don't derive any other form of enjoyment from it, you, you may not make it. Yeah, man, that right there was the golden nugget, man. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely true, man. So I want to thank you. I know I, I pulled you in here. I was like, Tim, Let's talk, man. Let's let's <laughs> let, let's let's share some some knowledge, some some stories, and some journey for the listeners, man. But um, I bet you were a little bit worried about what I was gonna say. Or not. not at all, man. <laughs> you're not you're at like, at okay, all. just just don't tell any any stories that are too crazy here. Nah, not <laughs> at all, bro. <laughs> I was actually uh, I was actually maybe more worried. Like he wasn't gonna tell the truth. <laughs> Right? I was worried you weren't going to be authentic, man, but, but you were, man. That's what I love about you, man, is, is you're, you keep it real. You're authentic. You say what's on your mind. You have fun. You come to the office. You make us laugh. You truly enjoy what you're doing. And I think that all, right, all that right there, you know, and especially the hard work, that's all the foundation to success, man. So keep it up. Thanks for having you on, man. It's, it's nice chatting. Thanks. And, all right, man. Ms. Matic, thank you guys.